Print geeks. Print geeks. Because you didn't realise the world of print management is so awesome. Wow, the print management industry is so interesting. See? Print, print, print geeks. Welcome to Print Geeks, your one-stop pod for all things print and tech. Brought to you by Papercut. I am your host today, Papercutter Kieran, tech journalist and bootleg Lex Luthor. Today I am joined in the studio. That's right, you heard me correctly. The studio, we are back in the office and it feels so good. And I am talking to podcast regular, Mr. Jamie McClooney. Hey, hey, Kieran. It is so good to be here live in studio with you for the first time ever. It's a bit surreal. You look different in person. I'm going to take that as a compliment (laughs) and we'll just leave it there. I don't even know if I meant it as a compliment or not, but you can take it however you choose. Jamie's joining us from Perth. We actually had a lot of people in the office um, for the first time in a long time. We had people from Perth, Sydney, Brisbane. We've got Mr. Dave Farrell all the way from Portland, Oregon. Woo! It's an exciting time. So Jamie and I thought that let's uh, let's podcast something. Jamie actually brought all his gear. Um, oh yeah, I brought like an extra carry-on bag <laughs> with my bits and pieces. And at the airport, you know, since I was flying from Perth and they just opened the border, the poor security guards were so bored they were searching everyone's bag because like people are only just starting to fly again. And I got some real dubious looks when they X-rayed the microphone. He pulls it over. Oh, yeah. What's this in here? It looks like it. Yeah, it's a microphone. I'm podcasting for work. Oh, okay. All right. Carry on. Like, what does he think it is? What does a microphone look like on an x-ray? Something that's going to blow up? Jamie and I, today, we are going to talk about uh, something that we brought up in um, our last episode. Uh, actually, before I continue, if you haven't already, make sure you go back to our most recent episode, Women in Tech hosted by Pepe Cutter T. She's joined by an all-female panel to celebrate International Women's Day. So go check that out if you haven't already. Yeah, it is so good. It's a very nice long bumper installment of the pod for those who want a a nice listen while they are commuting to work because we're back in the office now. But the episode before that, it was Jamie, that old rapscallion Al and Lisa um, from Portland, and we were talking about the, the print IT trends of 2022. Uh, and Jamie and I just wanted to have a chat about sustainability in depth. And sustainability is something that many people who know Papercut are aware that we're, we're pretty nuts about. Oh, yeah. Like the logo isn't green by accident, right? Like Chris and Matt, when they started the company, their first mission was, you know, let's reduce some of this paper waste. We see these uncollected print jobs. Let's write some software to challenge that. And that was it. And 22 years ago, we haven't looked back. Sustainability has always been part of what we do. And now I'm super hyped that this is one of the big trends. The rest of the world's finally catching up. They're getting it. And speaking of Chris and Matt, Chris, our fearless leader, way back in 2008, wrote uh, a blog post that to this day actually attracts quite a lot of traffic. And we've been meaning to do an update for some time. Um, we're working on an update right this moment, but this is podcast land. We don't need to wait until we've got a blog post done. Jamie and I are just going to talk about ways to save paper without spending a dime, without print management software. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're going to kind of go through Chris's old list and also discuss some some new points 
that I've talked about. But first, Jamie, I would like to ask you, now that we're in this remote working, hybrid working environment, courtesy of COVID-19, do you think people are printing less or printing more? I think most people are printing less. Yep. Because most people don't have access to the nice printers in the office. You know, and I know for me and other people I work with, when you're in the office and you've got a nice big color printer that's super fast, you know, printing's quick, it's easy, it's effective. At home, you know, I've got a printer and it's, you know, it's not great. And I'm not going to name names about the brand or the manufacturer, but I don't even keep it plugged in all the time. So I got to plug it in and warm it up and then connect it to the Wi-Fi and then send the print job. It's not as easy to print at home. And honestly, so much stuff is digital now. I just find less need to. And that's what we're seeing across our customers, across the industry. When people work hybrid, work remote, work from home, they don't print as much. It's a different world. I actually noticed that the second I started working at Papercut, I started printing less <laughs> because I wanted to walk the walk. Mm-hmm. And if I'm working for a company who's very passionate about reducing waste, I would just like second guess printing off things because before I joined Papercut, when I was a freelance journalist, I would print quite a bit um, when I would do my my proofreading because I would prefer to proofread with a a manual copy in front of me because I just felt like, A, I got a break from the screen time, Mm -hmm. but B, just like having a tactile connection to what I was reviewing rather than a screen, I felt like I saw things and picked up on things. Yeah. And are you one of those guys who makes like a lot of annotations and marks stuff up when you're going through like with a pen? You get the red pen out or use the pencil? So when I was in uni, I learned markup. So I I like to cash in on that. Having studied that, I'm like, I'm going to get my value out of (laughs) studying editing in uni. Um, But let's not give away too many of these before we begin. Sorry, I'm jumping ahead. I'm jumping ahead. No, I think I'm too excited. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we like. We like people to get geeky about printing on the Print Geeks podcast. Um, Okay, let's start with tip number one for how to save paper without using any print management software. These are all things that you can do just by amending your own behavior. So number one is duplex printing. Jamie, tell me about the quick wins with duplex printing. Duplex is literally two for one. Mm -hmm. Print on both sides of the page. It seems so simple, but it's not rocket science, right? It's easy to just print and not think about it. But if you click that little box and say print double-sided instead of single-sided, right there, boom, you literally use half as much paper. Easiest win. Yeah. I actually find that sometimes... Um, I forget to select duplex printing. Um, and so we're we're talking about like, if you don't have a print management where it defaults it. So like, what could you do to make sure that you're always printing double-sided? Well, you can do a quick Google, whether you're on windows, you're on Mac, you can actually change your local operating system defaults for your printers. When you print at home, you can just go in there and change the setting. So you don't need print management software to do it. You can do it yourself. Now, I don't know offhand how to do it. I'd have to Google it. I'm not going to bang at my keyboard now. It depends what computer you're on. But yeah, it's real easy. I've done it myself before. Now, tip number two, which is something that I do regularly. And when I first, I discovered this quite recently, tip number two, which is print in PDF. Mm. Now, that might sound obvious to most people, but I was in an office and I needed to print something. And I was like, I needed a PDF, but I just like, I think I didn't have Adobe Acrobat or something like that. Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, I need a printing PDF. And a coworker was like, just, you know, select printer and print the PDF. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's that's an, an easy win with a way to, if you need to print a document or send a document to somebody um, rather than printing it out, just print it in PDF and Slack it to them or email it to them. Yeah, and that's super helpful if you have to go through one of those delightful government websites and they give you like an invoice or a receipt or a proof of something after you do it, like a vehicle registration or whatever. And the option right there is, oh, print. Okay, well, I'm going to print, but then just choose the PDF printer. That way you get a document you're not going to lose. You don't waste the paper and you can just stick it in your electronic files. So much easier. Now, tip number three is for all of my to-do listers out there. Are you a to-do lister, Jamie? I will admit I'm a big to-do lister, but you'll have to push me pretty hard to get me to admit that I almost never actually finish my to-do list. <laughs> I'm one of those guys who loves putting stuff on the to-do list oh, yeah. almost more than I love crossing it off. And then I stress myself out and it's ridiculous. Vicious cycle. I update it every day without completing stuff from the previous day. <laughs> Just add more stuff. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Maybe that is the norm. Maybe we have this unreasonable expectation that people ever finish their to-do list. So, you know, maybe maybe if we have callers to the show, they can write in and tell us if they finish their to-do lists. Yeah. Because I don't. Well, one thing that I tried to do, and this is on the theme of saving paper. So tip number three is pick a time management or project management software and use that for your calendars or use that for your to-do lists. Now, for to-do listing, I do a combination of uh, Trello. Mm-hmm. My Google Calendar, so mm-hmm. I'll set reminders when to do things and I'll also like set an event to do something. Yep, yep. Because before that, I was a prolific to-do lister on like a moleskin diary. Mm-hmm. But I was almost like unhealthily married to my moleskin diary. <laughs> like if it wasn't in there and someone asked me to do something, I would almost have a mental breakdown. You're breaking my system. And so starting at Papercut again, and we had all of these G Suite services that we use regularly, I started using my Google Calendar for the majority of my stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think most people out there, you know, living by your Google Calendar or living by your time management calendar is the norm. Yeah, it's whatever platform you're on, whether it's, you know, Outlook and Microsoft 365 or Google or Evernote or anything. We've got so much stuff going on personally, professionally. If it's not in your calendar, if you don't write it down somewhere, you lose track. And honestly, it's a better experience for me recording this stuff electronically rather than in a diary or on a post-it because then I don't lose track. You know, mm. Even if I don't get to it because I'm kind of sloppy with my execution, yeah. <laughs> the stuff's there. But what I will say for those of you out there who are like me, who love the tactile manual feel of a to-do list... Keep doing it because here at Papercut, we are about reducing waste, but we're pro-creativity. We understand that some printing and some paper use is essential. It's just about switching your mindset and making it better. And so one um, tip that I heard is literally just list three things for every day. Ooh, just the big rocks. Just the big ones that you want to complete. Now, I'm a little bit OCD and I do like a, a prep list for my threes. <laughs> <laughs> but you can do that mentally or do that digitally. I use Google Docs sometimes mm-hmm. to create to create my to-do lists. I'm actually going to skip ahead and change the order here and just make sure that I update it 
on my laptop here as we go. Oh, you're throwing me off, Kieran. Because <laughs> you've got the whole list committed to memory. <laughs> uh, of course I do. Yeah. Um, you just touched on using all of these different digital ways to leave ourselves to-do lists and memos. And one thing that I wanted to mention going off of this legacy blog, the top 10 tips to save paper that Chris Dance wrote, um, it was written in 2008. So there's a few things that I'd like to update when we do the new version. And voice memos. I am oh, yeah. such a big fan of voice memos. And even in terms of this is somewhat to save paper, but probably more of like a save time thing. Mm -hmm. Like the amount of times where both in a work and personal context where I'll see that little, those three little dots pop up because someone's typing and you're staring at those three little dots and it's like, Oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> Ooh, how long is this rant? I'm in for it. <laughs> These three dots have been going for a while. And what it really is, is they're just typing the same two words over and over again because they can't <laughs> find the right phrasing or their cat is just having a party on their keyboard. Mm -hmm. But the voice memo is a very quick and easy way for you to let people know what you're thinking and then tone comes across as well. Absolutely. And that, that kills me because I'm a bit of a talker, as fans of the podcast would know. <laughs> and no matter how hard I try to write, it just doesn't come out the same. The nuance, the subtlety. So voice memos are awesome. And I don't know if it's just me, but whenever I do a voice memo, I always feel like, yeah, big nerd, Star Trek, Captain's Log. And you do the recording, <laughs> right? <laughs> Can't say I've ever done that. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> But yeah, voice memos are awesome, both for like note to self and to send a message to somebody else. You don't have to type for 15 minutes and agonize over the semicolons. Yeah. Oh, wow. Or the emojis. Actually, emojis, somewhat helpful. <laughs> I get triggered by some emojis. If someone doesn't read, so, you can react to my post with a thumbs up. That's fine. But if someone literally like sends me the thumbs up emoji, I'm like... <laughs> You've searched or you've gone through and selected it rather than saying like, okay, gotcha. You've just given me a thumbs up and I'm just like, oh. Anyway, that's just my own little pet peeve. Um, let's move on to uh, something that we do quite a lot here uh, at Papercut and this is tip number five for those keeping track. I lost uh, track. I, I'm going to lose track. I haven't yet, but I'm, 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 I'm counting... There's a, there's a much smarter way to do this. Okay, number five. I'm holding up my fingers number in five. the studio because we can do that. We're in yeah. studio. All uh, right. Number five is e-cards. Um, so I remember I was in an office where every time someone had a birthday or someone would like leave, and I'm talking up until like 2016, 17, a card would get passed around. Now, one thing that we're great at doing at Papercard um, is the e-card where you get people to fill it in. It's a lot more convenient because you don't have to worry about leaving the card on your desk. Oh, yeah, secretly passing the card <laughs> around. Oh, don't let Kieran see his farewell card. <laughs> Pass it to the next person when you're done. <laughs> um, and then what I am a big fan of is that you can put gifts into your <laughs> into the e-card. This is you and your emojis again, isn't it? Yeah, like if if I ever get an opportunity to use the crying Jordan meme, I will use it. <laughs> surprise, surprise, says the guy who's wearing Jordans. I can see it in studio. They're sweet. <laughs> I'm wearing them in, so they're not as sweet on my feet at the moment. <laughs> All right, let's move on to tip number six. Six, we're keeping track. Digital sticky notes. Mm. Now, my uh, 
Windows laptop has a built-in sticky note function. Um, and I will use that before I use actual sticky notes. Mm-hmm. Um, I do still use actual sticky notes, but across the board here with all these tips, my immediate sort of default thought before I use pen to paper is just like, how vital is it? And I just kind of use digital as my default. And so I can guilt-free use, you know, paper when I need to. Um, are you a big digital memo memoizer? Sticky noter? Increasingly so. Um, there's the Windows ones. I love them in Miro as well because mm-hmm. you can create as many as you want. You move them around and you get that. I love sticky notes because you have that r- spatial relationship between ideas to do like a mind map. And when you say that, people immediately think, oh, like a serial killer on the wall with the red <laughs> bits of string between the pictures. No, not that crazy. <laughs> Just grouping stuff, I swear. But, but I like it. And the digital ones, they don't blow off your desk. You don't lose them. You don't crumple them up and throw them out and then say, oh, crap, what was that again? Love it. Speaking of serial killers. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? I can see you in studio, dude. You're not on the other side of the camera. Uh, you do live in Perth. <laughs> <laughs> you can only be that far away if you had something to hide. Um, if you do want to draw serial killer-inspired diagrams, <laughs> tip number seven. seven. We're keeping track. Whiteboarding. Oh, yeah. Now, this is a, I would say, one of the biggest benefits from being in an office. Most offices have whiteboards. Mm-hmm. Um, paper cut, we have, we have quite a few. Oh, yeah. I'm a huge fan of whiteboarding, um, whether it comes to ideation, calibration, not calibration, ideation and collaboration. Collaboration. Uh, for ideas. Uh, I have a whiteboard at home. Do you? Yes, I've just recently moved house and I've ordered a new whiteboard that might even be waiting for me when I get home from my trip to the office here because I love whiteboards. So much fun. Um, and do you find that you whiteboard at home as much as if you were in the office? Honestly, a little bit less because yep. a lot of the whiteboarding I do is really collaborative mm-hmm. and it's that's less good at home because then you whiteboard by yourself and then yeah. take a picture of it or try to prop the camera up to get it. So mainly using a lot of digital whiteboard tools like use Miro before, use Google Jamboard. And it's amazing if you've got a tablet like an iPad or whatever with a stylus because then you can sort of replicate some of that whiteboard experience with like doodling and drawing boxes like a serial killer, not like a serial killer. But then you can share it in real time and collaborate. But yeah, I love the way whiteboards help express ideas. Yeah. Let's move on to tip number eight. Eight, still on track. Haven't skipped to nine. We're still on eight. No, we're still counting in sequential order. Using tablets and mobiles for reviewing documents. Now, I felt like a right fool the other day because I was filming with someone and I needed them to use like the most up-to-date version of something. And I wasn't sure if they had seen their email or seen um, their Slack. And I was in a bit of a, uh, a frenzy, like I was, I was rushed. And so even in my rush, I managed to print something, but I printed it in like a big sort of font. Uh, and I don't print often. So this was one of those cases where I was like, I think this is, you know, because we can have it on the ground and we can refer to it. We didn't have a tablet in, in sight or could have just grabbed a laptop. Anyway, I'm unproving my own point here. However, when I was filming with the person, they just like whipped out their phone and they kind of weren't even aware that I had the thing printed out. So I felt like a rightful 
But I feel like that's a good example in that give yourself a break if sometimes you forget to hit duplex or you forget to use mirror or you do go the default. So long as you're trying to be better, give yourself the wiggle room to be human. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, yeah, you can read anything on the screen. The screens, you know, devices these days, the resolution is so good. The eye strain's way less than it used to be for old guys like me who stared at ugly old devices. But, you know, like Karen said, it's paper cut, not paper eliminate. Use a bit less where you can, but paper's still legit. I want to jump ahead now to, I've got a list here. You can't see it, nor can our listeners, obviously, but I'm just jumping all over the place. Uh, I feel like this is more front of mind with uh, working from home. And tip number nine is ask for all your bills to be digital. Oh, yeah. Uh, For anyone who's moved house recently, when you set up new utilities, Mm -hmm. they're always like, how do you want your bill? And sometimes you don't even think about it. Yeah. Sometimes it just defaults to, oh, I've got this crap in my mailbox. What is this? Oh, I forgot to tick the box. It said email me. Just have them email you the bills, your phone bill, your power bill, your water bill. It doesn't seem like a lot, but that's a couple of pages every month, plus an envelope that all end up going into the waste stream, hopefully getting recycled. Just have them email them. Digital's the way. And some places will be very forthcoming with the fact that they don't do printed bills. Like some places are B Corps certified, or they um, have sustainable policies that you can find on their website and they'll let you know, like we're a digital first company. And you'll be like, oh, sweet, awesome. I'm going to sign up with them for sure. Oh, yeah. And some places will even sting you with like a 40 cent fee if you want a printed bill just to encourage that good paper saving behavior because saving paper, honestly, it saves the environment, but it also saves money. Yeah. It just makes sense. Yeah. And that's something where I think working remotely, working from home, I agree with you in that I think people are printing less because when you're working from home and you're the one directly covering the costs of the printing, mm-hmm. it's a little bit more front of mind. Yeah. You do think about it more. It's like, this is my paper. Oh, I got to go and buy another toner cartridge if I use this thing up. That's a pain. Whereas at the office, you know, subconsciously there's that assumption like, oh yeah, somebody's paying for it. You know, somebody's paying to keep the lights on. Somebody's paying for the printing, but at home it's just me. So that personal responsibility really lands. And beyond uh, paper use, like one thing that I noticed in this uh, remote working, hybrid working environment is my power bills, especially Mm -hmm. when we're in lockdown in Melbourne, Mm -hmm. my power bills went up. Um, So I think that's just a good reminder. But where I can, I'll, you know, not use power at home where where I can help it. Oh, yeah. I mean- The way we work and where we work has changed, and this is all part of it. You have to think about these things now. And they're they're things that you don't think about until it's a problem. Mm -hmm. And that's a realm that we're used to dealing with here at Papercut. Like printing, for example, you only notice it when it doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) You're exactly right. And, you know, it's, it's like the plumbing metaphor. Nobody thinks about all the pipes under their house. Until one of them gets clogged and the toilet backs up and then you really think about plumbing. Printing, it's just got to work. It has to be seamless. It has to be painless. No one complains about it till it doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to tip number 
10. Oh, you almost slipped. Tip number 10. Well done. We're up to 10. Uh, Recycle, reuse, refuse, and reduce. These are sort of tips for kind of sustainable sustainable office practices in general. Like they can help you with like reducing your printing and how much paper you use, but they can help you in other ways. So, Jamie, give me some of your tips for how to recycle in an office or when working from home. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's so much stuff that can be recycled. And it's not just thinking, oh, yeah, this is an empty can. It goes in the can recycling. Oh, yeah, this is paper. It goes in the paper recycling. It's even stuff like, oh, killing my brain here. Kieran, Kieran told me a good story about this earlier, and I've totally forgotten it. See, this is the problem with being in studio <laughs> on a business trip. I'm a little bit jet lagged. It's the end of the day. Kieran, help me out, buddy. Recycling. So the other day I was, it may have been even last night. I'm not jet lagged, but my brain is definitely operating at not full capacity at the moment. Um, it was last night. I was taking out some recycling and in my uh, building, there's, you know, shared bins. And one of the bins um, was wide open and there was like a massive cardboard box of, you know, what looked like some furniture or something had been in. And that was taking up the entire bin. And so that creates more waste because if people see that both bins are used, they're like, oh, I don't want to recycle today. They might just put their recycling into the regular bin mm-hmm. and then create more waste. Um, so I <laughs> I took out the box and then I saw at the bottom there was a box full of like packing peanuts and they were the type of packing peanuts that aren't recyclable. So I put them into the uh, general waste uh, and then I spent like 10, 15 minutes breaking down this massive box um, and I had been to the gym yesterday, so my arms were shaking by the end of it because it was a big old box. I was there for a while, but I was like ripping it into twos and thirds and compressing it down and then put it all the way into the bin and then there was space for my recycling and even more space. So if I had just dumped my stuff and be like, oh, too hard, not my problem, mm-hmm. there would have that bin would be filled full today and now it's not. Um, and I think that's just an example of not to paint myself as a hero. But uh, he totally is, ladies totally and gentlemen. Am. Uh, <laughs> no, it's just more an example of small little sacrifices. It, my day was over. Like it wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. it, it just meant that I had less time to play NBA 2K on my PlayStation 4. And that's a very small sacrifice to make. It is, but it's a couple seconds to think about it. And to do it instead of throwing the box and the plastic wrapper inside it in the bin, pull it out, put the recyclable bit in the recycling. Just that little extra thought. And if you kind of want to look at it selfishly, it just helped me because it means that those bins have more capacity now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and and that right there is an accidentally wonderful metaphor. You know, helping someone else recycle helps you too. Mm. You know, it's circular. We're not doing this for selfish personal gain, but everyone who recycles benefits all of us a little bit in the end. So it's a bit meta, but that's literally why we do this, right? And while I was doing it, one of the people in my building came out to pick up a um, a pizza from a Uber delivery guy. And he had his pizza box. He's walking past me. 
And he looked at me and I kind of sent him a look like, yeah, you better break down that pizza box when you're done. <laughs> oh crap, the box guy's out there again. <laughs> I better make sure he doesn't see me. I'm totally going to break up my boxes. So more than recycling, let's talk about reusing. Yeah. Reusing is something that we do a lot at Papercut in that let's say duplex printing is not an issue because you've printed a one-sided piece of paper. Mm-hmm. It's just so easy as grabbing that piece of paper, putting it back in the printer, flipping it, and then using it again. Mm-hmm. It is that easy. Or even, you know, if you're at home and your printer only does single-sided and it's a pain to put them back in the tray, you've already printed it. Flip it over and make that to-do list on the other side. Flip it over and scribble those notes while you're in a meeting on the other side. You can still use this stuff more than once. And the next two points, I want to talk about refusing and reducing. Now, refusing is sort of related to what we were talking about before and like making sure that you go digital first or print and PDF first. Ask yourself, do I need to print this thing? Like how business critical, how essential is this thing to print or is this thing to write or do I need to be using paper right now? Mm-hmm. And then reducing is about, it's kind of like a happy medium. It's like doing it, but just making sure you're not doing as much. So that's where I'm talking about this idea of like, if you're going to do your to-do list, do your three. Or if you're a nutcase like me and you want to do your practice to-do list, (laughs) reuse. Do it on a piece of paper that you've already used. Even if it's over the top of stuff, just doing it in an ink that you can see, you don't always need a fresh, shining, brand new, sparkling piece of white paper. Yeah, you're not writing a masterpiece here. It's a to-do list. It's scratch notes. And we all you know, feel important. But seriously, this isn't a missive that's going to last down the ages and be discovered by your ancestors, written in your own head. It's a to-do list, man. Relax. <laughs> and... To take a page out of the great Jay-Z's book, Ooh. Uh, I'm going there. Uh, there is a bit of, uh, I want to say, a romance around the idea that Jay-Z doesn't write songs. He just does it all up in his head. Ah. And so in a world where we've all got all these like mindfulness apps and meditation apps, maybe it's a good habit to get into the idea of doing your to-do list in your brain. Mm-hmm. little mental discipline, build yeah. up that muscle so you don't forget everything 10 seconds after you write it down. Yeah. And just limit yourself to like the three things on my to-do list, but rather than like three full sentences, mm-hmm. three keywords. Yeah. Right. We all know what Google and SEO is. Like, you know, use your office skills for your own internal note taking and just like three things I have to do today, uh, you know, memo, presentation record this podcast record yeah (laughs) see what i mean so just keywords for internal memos cool um so that was number 10 um i thought that was number 11 was it oh no no i'm messing with you that was 10 (laughs) it was 10 (laughs) it was 10 um the last one which is number 11 and it's something that we've sort of already covered And these, by the way, aren't all of the tips that were in Chris's original blog. And they're not going to be all of the tips necessarily that are in the blog that I end up writing. We're flying by the seam of our pants here. You're not going to keep the Jay-Z stuff in? I'll always drop a Jay-Z reference. (laughs) Always drop a Jay-Z reference. This last note I want us to end on is double, triple, quadruple check if you need to print. I think it's just getting into the habit of Maybe annoying yourself <laughs> mm-hmm. and being like, well, do I need to? 
or even like doing uh you could you could do like a um a retrospective like last week how many times did i print uh. of those times that i printed how many were vital how many were, sen- were essential so me i know that me printing off my my scripty thing for my filming yesterday wasn't essential in the end however i am happy to say that i've already used that piece of paper to write our recording in progress please do not come into the studio note that's on the front door right now so well done yes i pat myself on you're the walking the walk man <laughs> <laughs> um so i think that about wraps it up for our tips on how to save paper without any like print management now some of the services that we've we've mentioned which aren't just our own like we've we've mentioned things like evernote things like that i'm pretty sure most of them have like free versions and then you can see yeah how the, it works for you in, in today's world of cloud software there are a zillion free products out there or products with free trials or open source products that you can use for the note taking the voice recording the calendaring the organization everything you traditionally use paper for so find one that works for you and for one final note, Jamie, would you like to perhaps let our listeners know what sustainability things are occurring at Papercut this year, even if you want to give a little tease? Oh, you're pitching me a nice soft one right over the plate there. <laughs> well, I'm always excited to talk about the cool stuff that we're working on behind the scenes. It's I'm excited be- that I'm not the only one who uses sports metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, being Canadian, I could try to work in some more hockey metaphors, but uh, I'm struggling with that at the moment. So I'll just tell you, paper cut, we love the waste reduction, right? Cutting paper. Well, later this year, we're working on something super exciting to actually solve the second half of that print equation. First half, reduce the print waste where you can. But the second half, for all of the creative communication, valuable business printing that you need to do, well, we are working on a way to actually make that printing forest positive, to turn the printing you do from a negative environmental footprint into a positive force for reforestation and environmental renewal. So this is going to be amazing. That's all I'm going to tease you with right now, but it's going to be sweet. That was actually more than I was expecting. So. <laughs> all right. Well, if I've said too much, we might have to cut it. The marketing guys will kill me. Wait, I am the marketing guy. Oh, crap. <laughs> Talking to the marketing guys. Uh, there's lots of exciting sustainability initiatives happening at Papercut this year, but not just for us, also for our partners and our customers and our channel. Uh, and so we look very, we look forward to telling you more about what's happening in the sustainability space. In future episodes, we're definitely going to get um, Jess G and Julie G. Oh yeah, I'm not going to drop their full names because I haven't given them the heads up. <laughs> They are two huge players at Papercut in the realms of sustainability. Julie does a lot of work in Portland. Jess does incredible work here um, in our Melbourne office. She helped set up our uh, partnership with Carbon Positive. You can uh-huh. read it, read all about that on the blog. Uh, Julie has written lots of different blog posts about like how we, like why we love trees, um, tips for how to reduce your. Uh, your footprint at work. So Julie and Jess, we're going to have them on the podcast in the future to talk about sustainability things. Uh, But until then, I'd like to say 
Thank you for joining myself and Jamie. Jamie, thank you for joining me here in the studio today. It's been an absolute pleasure, Kieran. And I got to say, in studio, in person, you look a little different too, buddy. Take mm-hmm. that how you like. Yeah, I look more like Lex Luthor than people realize. He does. It's intimidating. Yeah, it is. <laughs> All right. That wraps it up for one more episode of Print Geeks. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, print thoughtfully. Print, print Geeks.